Yeah, what's up, everybody? Once again, episode number 44. Norton Smoke Podcast. How's everyone doing? I go by the name of D to the R.E. Draga. I go by the name of Paco. P-A-C-O. The band is back together. Yeah. All right, buddy. You got any free weed, man? <laughs> what the hell? We're, start, we're starting off crazy today, we're guys. We're less than a month away from it being legalized, so that's going to be the new... Are we? Are you, are you looking forward to that? Um, Am I looking forward to it? Yeah. I'm Is it going to change your life in any I'm way? I'm just interested to see... I'm interested to see what the market's going to do and how people are going to react to it, because I have a feeling like you're going to see... A lot of parents all of a sudden get nostalgic because it's like it's it's legal to do now, right? Yeah. So so you can just go to shoppers and just you're gonna just see like well yeah shoppers got their license dads lighting up and everything yeah so I don't know I think you're gonna and then the other thing you're gonna see too is arrests go through the roof because the cops are gonna be trying to accuse everybody for driving impaired or like even if you're just kind of like tired just like oh man like I've had a long day at work like oh you're high like yeah charge you know what i mean yeah another so, charge <laughs> i think that's gonna happen for sure but it's in you know what happened in la in la they made it legal and they started opening up a whole bunch of dispensaries like all over the place right so then you had like your local dealers because they this is the obviously this is the premise right it's like oh let's make it legal then we get uh rid of all these like illicit dealers um or people that want to traffic marijuana and everybody's going to go buy from the stores. But then in LA, what happened was the guys that the guys that were selling on the street became competitive with the dispensaries. Yeah. So what happened for everybody was just that prices just dropped and everybody was trying to give you more weed, hoping that you return back to them. Right. Yeah. So we'll see if that happens here. Like, yeah, it probably will. Right. Because with the with a store like they got to they have so much overhead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Pedro doesn't have any overhead. <laughs> you know what I mean? But okay, so like he's just what, a guy living in his house, living yeah. in his mom's basement. I think I went in and bought when I was in LA, I think I went in and bought was it like three or four grams? And I wanna say they probably gave me close to three grams on top of that for free. It was like, hey, wh- why don't you try this uh, next time? Maybe like this, this would be something that you want to order. It's like, okay, cool. Oh, Here's a, a couple so they gave you free, free samples. Yeah, it's like here are a couple like free roll up, uh, free um, uh, what's it called? Like uh, rolled like joints for you. Like yeah. try them out. Let me know what you think. Like these are this other weed, and here's some rolling papers. Like all this shit like that they're giving you, right? Just so that you walk out of the store and be like, yo, they fucking treated me awesome. Like. I'm going back. Some great customer service. Yeah, it's like, and it's, I don't know. It's just, it, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens here, right? And to see exactly like what the tax money that comes off of it, and like all that type of shit. So, was it a good deal that you got when you went to LA? Yo, yeah, yeah, it was a good deal. Oh, definitely. And then like those street dealers were just like, oh man, it was insane. Like you pay for like. You you'd literally pay for two grams. They were giving you four, like four and a bit, and it wasn't like oh wow. So they, everyone's just like giving you mad yeah. Weed. It's just like everybody's giving you weed on this on this strength that like oh this guy's giving me more than the other guy. Like I'm coming back to this guy. You know what I mean? So here, like if the government were to like control everything, it'd be a little bit more okay. Everybody's gonna go back to the dealers, but now because it's privatized and everybody can kind of like 
do what they want with it. Yeah. Cut their deals the way that they want. Or yeah. then people are trying to get out. It's like a free market. Yeah. It's like you're going to see people compete and do like, like here's some weed and here's some ice cream. Yeah. It's like the, the and way a free t-shirt, even the way that the law is kind of set up. It's like you're, you're telling people that they can, they can essentially grow like two plants in within their household. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you should be out there selling the weed that you're supposed to be like smoking for your own personal like strain. But if you time it properly, grow one plant and offset, grow the other plant, like you can make at least an extra two G's a month. <laughs> really? <laughs> like an extra two G's like every, every two months. Oh, but just, you got to have like, you got to set up your like hydroponic Yeah, just shit. growing your own stuff. But if you have a backyard and you throw it out there or you're like, you have a patio, um, obviously winter conditions are going to uh, be a deterrent, but like you could still grow it and it's still more income coming from you that literally comes off of a seed. It's like, wow. Now people obviously, obviously now if you're going to go out and buy it, people are going to want to sell it for cheaper because it's like, yo, I could just grow this shit myself. Yeah. So prices will fall. Exactly. So, so this is I'm, good news for all the potheads everywhere. Yeah. I think, I think to a certain extent now CBD now that that shit that oh weed man. mans yo cb i went to i went into a weed store the other day to go look at cbd what's cbd so cbd is like the it's basically like the component of marijuana that calms you and like um basically like puts you at ease and focus okay but without like the head high so like there's no like psychedelic like oh fuck like i'm floating or whatever right it's yeah. just like a calming thing so what they've noticed is like over the years is like it helps it helps like a lot of things like people that have like stuttering issues to like um uh like people that have like chronic seizures like there's so like there's so many like different things like inflammation whatever right yeah but depending on the certain amount of dosage is like where it gets pricier right so like i went to i went to go look at cbd and see like really like how much was it costing and it's like a small little vial is like a hundred bucks like and and it's like that may last you for like a month. And the, oh wow! The, the, so so what's probably gonna happen is it's like there's gonna be like the cheap like cheap weed. Yeah, you know what I mean, yep. it'll be like a dollar a gram, and then there'll be like premium <laughs> premium weeds. Yeah, I think like, that, you know, like how kind of how phones have gotten now. That's like there's like you can get a phone for like a hundred dollars now, and it works perfectly fine. Yeah, exactly. And like, then there's like premium phones, like the iPhone Max. It's just like fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars. Oh, for sure. You're gonna, you're definitely gonna see that. You're gonna see the pe the people that walk into the dispensary, and then you're gonna see the people that order like that own the dispensary, that own the dispensary, <laughs> or like they order like just like top end bud from like BC, like you know what I mean, like or yeah. or from some type like a controlled factory. But anyways, enough of the marijuana talk. We talk. talk. We um, talk. <laughs> Let's, uh, I want to just start off with this because to me, I think this is probably the most like telling situations of our times. And obviously it has, doesn't have to do with Canada, but has to do with the States. Did you see, um, Trump's speech in front of the United Nations? Yes, I did. Because you sent it to me. That's actually. right. As a good friend, I sent it to you. You sent it to me. And I'm a little confused about that speech because the, I guess the headline is the whole world is laughing at Trump. Right. I take issue with that a little bit. They are though. I feel like, I feel like he he's like I I I I watched the video. I watched it two three times. Yeah, and I respond to you. I was like, this man is like a pure stand up <laughs> because 
he knows where to get the laugh at because he said he's like he said he, he said something that was so ridiculous and nobody nobody laughed right and nobody yeah. did anything i think what he expected is for people to clap or i don't know what he would expect when you say such an outlandish thing he said i wish i could remember verbatim what he said but it was like he said um he's like i've by far have done more than any history of like uh more with this administration than the history of our country yeah so which is like insane (laughs) (laughs) just insane right and no i don't know what he was expecting maybe he was expecting a laugh but in comedy in stand-up comedy what you do is when you don't get a laugh is you kind of make a joke about what you just said and you make it very literal so it's like yeah what did he say he was like oh i was expecting you guys to no and then he said it's so true right he's like yeah, so yeah, true so true but that's he was that that was like the punchline and then people were like huh people kind of were like ha, 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 and then he and then he kept and then he went double down on that uh punchline which is called the tag in stand-up so so he purposely was making people laugh no that's what people think so no people think that he wasn't making people, people think that they were laughing at him but they were laughing at the joke that he was saying no they were laughing at him you know this is how i'll tell you so like Back in high school, I had to. I did Model UN, mm-hmm. and they took us to the. I think it was in Quebec or Montreal. I can't. I think it was Quebec. No, no, it was Montreal. So they, um, we go actually to like the UN building at Montreal, and and I've noticed this because I've nerdy as it sounds. Like I've watched like some of these like UN discussions before, and what it is is that it's not nerdy, man. <laughs> you right. have you have somebody speaking on the front. And then you have like all the delegates from like around the world, right? Now, what all the delegates get is they get an earpiece, and the earpiece is their translator that is translating the person that's speaking on the podium. Yeah, that is speaking. Um, that is is basically speaking. The translator translates, and it goes into the earpiece of like for whatever language that the person needs, right? Yeah. But what happens is that in that process is that there's like a two a, to three second delay. delay. Oh, so what they were really laughing at is the fact that he's now coming to the UN and trying to convince them that he's done more oh, with the United man. States. <laughs> okay. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I think maybe you are right now. Then the rest of the world. I got the speech line Okay. Here. Let's see. The nation's General Assembly to share the extraordinary progress we've made. In less than two years, my administration has accomplished more than almost any administration in the history of our country. That's where the laugh should have come, right? Right. America's so true. See, all they start laughing now because they're all getting like the... But then they laugh at so true. Okay. Didn't expect that reaction, but that's okay. Yeah, so then the, I didn't expect that reaction, but that's okay. So now people are clapping. Because he admitted like... He admitted like... He, the yeah, joke flopped. Or th- not the joke flopped, but what he was saying flopped. I think it's just telling because it's... It's literally, it's two, maybe three years, like, campaign and everything where you've seen Trump go back to the people that have supported him to get those applause breaks. Yeah. Like, every time he's gone out and talked, it's been to Republicans. It's been to the Republicans that want to, like, see his message. they love everything he says, man. Yeah, and it's like, he can say anything he wants, and it's like, they love him for it, they'll clap, they laugh, whatever. And I think he thought, I can do the same thing to the United Nations. And then he got like the, the rude awakening of like, no, we know what the fuck's up. Yeah. You know oh, I mean? yeah. I think anyone could see that coming though. 
it, it's got to it has to be embarrassing though man because it's like for I, him not nothing is embarrassing <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> yeah i think i just think like it has to be oh man I it's embarrassing for other people for americans i wish um, i would have woke up and watched fox news today because I, I wonder if they even cover it they or were if, probably like yeah the world is uh, trump is making the world laugh yeah exactly making people happy i hate that (laughs) bullshit man i hate how they try to spin everything shit man but it's ridiculous it's honestly ridiculous what he said man i'm I'm just so shocked because it's to me it's like if that happened to any other president like a a someone that we look at as like as a politician um even if that happened to trudeau trudeau went up and did that and like they laughed at us like bro i'd feel bad as a canadian like yeah but i think it's like this is why people like trump is because he doesn't care what other people think right mm-hmm. with with trudeau and and politicians like him they care so much what other people think right like right. obama they care so they have so much empathy for what lots of people think about them right right and with trump he only probably cares about what a what a f- small handful of people think about him right Right. and and so or his base do you know what i mean because mm. he clearly doesn't care about like the left or or even like journalists like he has so many people he doesn't like black people like he's so <laughs> <laughs> i know he's, he's he's basically built up like this like media of hatred he has so many groups that he he doesn't care what their opinion is at all and he doesn't even try to care what their opinion is well, from some like sad comical news to some, I guess, sadder, sadder news. L- Latin people as well, too. He doesn't care about, too. What do you think about uh, Bill Cosby's um, sentencing yesterday? Man, so Bill Cosby that was like was this, the talk of the town. Yeah, he was sentenced from three to ten years. That's what, that's what it says, yeah. but I'm guessing he's spending the rest of his life in jail. Yeah, he's 81 years old. and I, he's I don't know, jail. man. Like Damn. it was fucked up to watch him walk out of court, like handcuffs and everything. Like, yeah, man, I was just in my mind. I was like, what a, what an arc, like what a yeah, life arc. Exactly. Exactly. You could yeah. have, you know, I, I downloaded a couple of his standups that he did back in the day. Cause I wanted to get an idea of like what his standup was and everything. Right. And it was like, it was really mainstream, clean, friendly stuff. Right. And there was like, there's no indication that there was this dark side to him. He de- he never had. I don't think he even had like any sex jokes, um. And so it's just like what wow, an arc you can go to through in life because at that time when he was popping in the eighties, he thought he won. Like he thought he had won life. You know what I mean? And we think like that's all you need is that one moment where you take over, right? But like right. all those moments are very fleeting, and it's really like what you do for your whole life. Maybe I don't even know what it is. But like anything could go happen, could happen in your life. You could be eighty and go to jail, like yeah, and, like, and be deemed they. He's deemed now a, a violent sexual predator. Like he has to have that. Like whenever his name is mentioned, he has to be called a violent sexual predator. That's what the judge said. All those things about like his community has to be informed about him. Um, just like wow, you went from America's favorite dad to a violent sexual predator. And, and and another thing though is like the, the they shouldn't call him predator because predator is kind of a cool thing to be called, you know what I mean? All right, that's like <laughs> like yo, I'm a sexual, what? I'm a sexual predator. Yeah, like they should they should they need to change that. 
They need to be. They need. To, it needs to be called like violent sexual loser. You know what I mean? Does it have anything to do with the movie, like Predator? Yeah, because Predator's oh, okay. like cool. You know what I mean? It's like that, that's why I laughed. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're trying to tell him like he's he's equivalent to like that that demon. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I don't know. It's just I think yeah, that's the thing that disappoints me the most, man. Is like that arc of like this guy was this guy was everything to yeah. not only to like television but like he was also like a prominent voice in the black community right yeah and he was very i think one thing that kind of hinders the support for for crosby as he was going through this that he was very critical of like the newer generation and like what they were supposed to do and the things that yeah, he yeah. believed that they should oh believe. yeah the pull up your pants yeah and all like that kind of conservative very, stuff he was very critical in that point and then when the camera got turned on to him and it kind of like shined like all the things that had been going on in his life for like all, all this time i think was very just yeah very eye-opening because well, the the hypocrisy that's why i always say the people who pretend to be or or, or go off like they're this like so righteous right yeah, yeah are always the ones always the ones doing the most darkest shit that's it, why it, I don't trust yeah, any holy people. Like with Cos with Cosby, it's crazy because like he was the guy that was very much pushing for like family, um, racial issues. He was also like, um, there's a lot of like PBS videos and stuff like that of like him doing like educational, like, um, like almost like black documentaries. Yeah. Um, but black historical documentaries, and then and he donate didn't he donate to something about martin luther king jr yeah i think he was a, the like, microphone a big, or something when he spoke yeah he was, a, he was a big proponent in like a lot of um like that's what chappelle like, said i don't know social organizations yeah. and stuff what's crazy to me is like i saw a meme and it was nuts it was like it was showing it was showing like him walking out of court and then like the the meme or like the the caption at the top was just like cosby's going to jail where's hannibal burris and I was like, holy crap, that is so true. It's like, yeah, this all started with the Hannibal Burr stroke. Yeah. Like the the reinvestigation and like people talking about it and like people coming for like whatever, right? Yeah. And it's it's like, I guess it's kind of like, I don't think that was ever like Hannibal Burr's intention for this to like all of a sudden like play out. But he, it's crazy that in comedy, comedy was the one that kind of like um how do i say it it's like is the one that exposed it, it's like the bellwether it starts the it starts the the flame yeah but the people and and our movement like because i think hannibal burst did that joke in like 2010 2011 is that when he did i don't know and really it, yeah no he, it had to be later than that or maybe later i don't know when exactly he did that joke right um, but that was way before the, like the whole Me Too movement. Oh yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, way and before. Now it's like whoa, like now it's like we understand like what's what's going on with women a lot better. Um, and you know what's an another crazy thing I just yeah. realized? I just did the math on this, but um, Cosby in two thousand two when he raped that lady, uh, I think her name's Andrea. He was sixty five years old. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like he is he is a he is a de he should be called a demon. They should call him a, a violent sexual demon. That's a more appropriate 
Is that a violent sexual predator? I just don't yeah, know. Yeah, baby, like, I'm a predator. I don't know. And he's a violent sexual demon. I think that's the that's the whole case behind everything too, right? It's like he he is going to, and I saw so a couple of videos of like obviously like the victim saying like this is something that they wanted like they were waiting for it or whatever right yeah but and he's raped 60 women see that's where rapes do you think it was really 60 women or do you think it was like i don't know like do you think it was like 40 women and then a a lot there was like discretionary like i don't know things that may have happened no yo man come on now you got to believe women now it's a me too movement (laughs) If it was forty women, it was yeah. Because I think his rapes go back such a long time that right. it was like women didn't even know they were being raped. You know what I mean? They thought being coelude was a was like a form of foreplay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. No. Okay. Because I've heard saying. older women say this. Like we didn't even know. Like when the boss grabbed your ass at the office, that was like wrong. You heard women say that? Yeah. There's many old women that have said that. Oh, that's definitely wrong. They didn't know that <laughs> this was the culture that Cosby grew up in, right? So now it's like we're judging Cosby based off the culture he grew up in, and and I guess what I, I guess in this conversation that we're having, what I'm kind of seeing is like that was his blind spot that he didn't know that he was being uh, like a hypocrite or there was a cognitive dissonance. He's saying he's preaching family values. He's preaching like you know lift yourself up, be a good person, work hard. And then he's drugging and raping women. Like he doesn't see how those two things in his mind. He didn't see how those two things um, like went against each other. Yeah, I think he I think that's very just. Yeah, you're right. It is very telling of the time. And that was was like part of his culture, right? Yeah, because there was this like public image that you had to present. And your public image was very much like your persona on basically like on all the platforms that they had on the time at the time right so like yeah if he was bill cosby he was bill cosby in comedy television um educational videos and whatever and then when that nine to five ended he was bill cosby like this is who i really am you know what i mean but i don't think see the thing is i don't think anyone's evil like i don't think anyone's inherently evil I think they just have a blind spot where they don't get how their actions are contradictory to what they're like, what they're preaching out in public or, or like the image they're showing in public. No, I think people you know are I mean? evil. You really think people are inherently I, evil? Like he was like, yeah, I'm going to rape and drug this bitch. No, but what I think is, is if that's the, if that's the process you're going through, I think what you're, what you're doing is like, you're trying to tell, you're trying to tell yourself that this is something that, in some in some type of balance is needed and accepted do you know what i mean yeah so like you're you're really just trying to convince yourself like because like look like this is Bill. like Co- i don't think cosby's evil i don't i i don't think he's i don't think he's evil i think well, his actions were evil and very hypocritical but it's like he's not evil i don't know if you can really separate the two right because like his actions are him it just because of the, how old he is, 80, 81 years old. Like we know 80, 80 year old people, a lot of them are, have crazy views, right? And it, mm-hmm. and it goes back to like, the it's a generational thing, right? And I don't know how, like I'm, I haven't really spoken to an 80 year old person about this, right? but like 
how far is drugging a woman or maybe maybe it was just like giving her a drink like you take a, a girl out and you give her some drinks you know what i mean you get her drunk to have sex with her right so like yeah. that's acceptable back in the day right but then how far is that from giving her like drugs like quaaludes or whatever you know what i mean i think that's just all part of like the all part of like the nightlife like or to, like that that it's all part of like the scene you know what i to mean to us that's like giving a girl's getting a girl drunk just to to smash her is crazy right but we're from a completely different generation but we see it no like i think we see it now though it's like i every time i go to a club the amount of drugs that i see i'm like i'm like yo someone has to be turning a blind eye do you remember government yeah government i thought you said you don't go to clubs i really don't so, I, I mean like the odd occasion like yes yeah. whatever but back in the day like if anybody went to government especially like the after hours party so like if you were there after i would say like two thirty, three in the morning and you were there like in between that time to like 6 a.m 7 you would see like the wildest shit just like i remember the i remember seeing um it was like some trans party. I won't tell you who I was with, but you can pretty much guess. Uh, and I just remember just standing there and like, usually at that time, like what I expected at a club was like, okay, someone's going to like, someone's going to be burning a joint or like, there's going to be some type of like weed smoking. And it wasn't that it was all it was, was like people popping pills or like they were breaking capsules and putting them on the back of their hands and sniffing them. Like, all that shit was going on but what really kind of like struck me at the time was just like yo i'm here at three in the morning at this club i know this is going around going on around me and this is my first time here right if i'm a return customer to this establishment i'm almost complicit in like what's going on here do you know what i mean like i can i'm complicit in knowing that like drugs are around me yeah but how does to, this relate to to drugging girls and and having sex with them no it's it, it has to do everything or with is that it the because, culture because that's the culture right yeah it's like i'm walking into this culture expecting all these different things to happen and and that's when it dawned on me it was like yo i don't need to be here because at that point it, what i realized was like yo i'm putting myself in a position where it's like what if i go to grab a drink and it's supposed yeah. to be for somebody else and i yeah. get like well i think i think now it's like any guy that does that is like evil now but why is it now than as opposed it's, to like years ago because like all everyone who's like a, a certain age now we know that's evil like that that hasn't that idea of getting a girl drunk and smashing her has never ever crossed my mind has never even been in my, has never been an idea that i've ever had i guess just the type of people and i, I think are, the same thing for you and all of her friends is like yeah. the idea has never even like we would be like what do you know what i mean you know how like now it's like our kids like my kids are like even more progressive than i am because it's just the way they're learning in school and stuff like that right and they're we're like oh wow okay well that's amazing they're super progressive right and that's probably how cause because he's super old like 80 right he's a totally different generation man uh, yeah i i don't know i i hope i don't know i, I don't think cosby's gonna last a year in jail yeah and he's blind apparently yeah like 
and just for him to go to arc, yeah man for him to go to jail being blind is has to be even more difficult who's right? gonna rape cosby <sighs> can you imagine Yo. cosby getting raped and he's blind that's the scary part man it's like you're going into you're going into you're going jail into a jail filled with like no security whatsoever no security like nobody looking after you like something's gonna happen to him a violent sexual demon is going into a den filled with violent sexual demons all right let's switch the subject man that's the name of this episode violent sexual demons all right that's what? <laughs> yo <laughs> um man there's so many things that happened this week let's uh let's talk about something that was supposed to happen that didn't happen and what your expectations for it are carter five has been announced and is officially dropping on thursday oh yeah that's tomorrow that's tomorrow what are we're you- gonna get a, we're having a crazy couple days like for for rap fans of a certain age because wayne's album is coming out yeah thursday yandy is coming out saturday it's coming out saturday yeah oh, that's the 29th i don't i don't even know if yandy's coming out to be honest because i just see kanye i don't know he's working on the operating system he's he's out in he's out playing baseball i don't know what what are we getting an album in three days like how what do you think the album's been done for a while it must have been because i think i think what we're getting is the album he was going to drop with um ye and that's what i think and and said you know with ye how he made ye like within the two weeks leading up i think we're getting the album that was supposed to come out maybe with some tweaks and stuff like that but yeah. I think that's what the I, I don't know because from Life of Pablo, which came out two years ago, there's you can there you can do a lot in two years. Yeah, I, I remember listening to an interview with with Charlemagne, and he was saying that the the songs that are on Ye are actually songs that he has had from like Pablo sessions. So no, 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 no. He it? said he said he, the the album he listened to, yeah. none of those songs were on Ye oh okay okay he was like what the hell happened and then he's like the because his his the interview with kanye happened two weeks like before his album drop right maybe that was the whole plan all along it was like oh let's just see what people think of kanye right now yeah get everybody riled up almost like in a position of like oh i don't support him i do support him and then now they're gonna bring out the album where it's like, oh, I have to fucking support him because this music's amazing. Yeah, and he's come back to Chicago. It fits in all with the narrative, right? Because it doesn't. Yeah. How I don't get how he can he announced this album a week ago or something like that, and people are like, what? Like, so it must it must be in the bag because I think I see in a tweet from his audio engineer, one of his audio engineers, he's like, yo, it's been like hard to keep this under wraps for this long. Mm-hmm. So. What do you think of uh, Carter Five? I because here's here's my assumption. Yeah. I thought obviously Carter Five was the album that that Wayne was supposed to drop. I think it's like four years now. Like yeah, four maybe five years now. Um, maybe two three because in oh, his okay. video he said I've been working on this album for two three years. Is that what he said or three four years? So something I think- like that. I think the assumption for a long time was that Carter Five was already done and that he was just going to put out what he had recorded and submitted to the label. Yeah. But I see, I, I can't, I forget the Tor- the Toronto producer, but I saw a Toronto producer post the, vi- the cover art 
yesterday and say, oh, can't wait, whatever, whatever. That Like, they had gotten a placement. I think it was Seven Thomas, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So what that tells me is that he went back to the drawing board to do Carter 5. I think the the majority of the music that you're going to hear on Carter 5 is probably new stuff. Yeah, he can't give an album that's five years old, man. Yeah. Like, like production really, has totally changed everything. That was really like... I, I don't know. I was really thinking about it and, and I wouldn't put it past him because if you look at the, remember the, um, the album that he did with two chains. Yeah. Like a lot of those songs were just like super old. Like, like you could even tell in the production, the mixing, like it just wasn't like, uh, a real project project that was supposed to come out or was supposed to come out like far, far way long before. But I hope, I hope it does what it's supposed to do. Cause, what was it? What do you think it's supposed to do? What what I think it's gonna do? Okay, so this is what I think it's supposed to be a top charting project. I think like somebody with Little Wayne's stature and like who he is, it should be top three on Billboard that week really? or next week. It should be because like because keep in mind Wayne's album's coming out, Kanye's album's coming out and logic's album's coming out oh my god so if logic beats kanye and wayne uh, i think i think uh, where wayne ends up is we that, might not even have a podcast anymore I th- <laughs> <laughs> I, where i think it ends up is wayne ends up selling fifty thousand first week yeah which would be like which would actually be really good for him for not being out there but and, I mean, I think what was it, Carter? Wait, this is Carter Five, right? Or Carter Carter Five? five yeah, Carter Four came out already, and that that did like a million in a week, right? Or was that Carter Three? That was Carter Three, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I, don't I just know. hope it's good music, man. I I hope it's not. I hope it's not annoying, Wayne. Like I hope it's well thought out, great music, great songs. Yeah, Not well, he said he was criticize. trying to sell it in his Instagram video. Yeah, he like, was like, "Yo, I've been working on this for four to five years. This is not just, you know, a throwaway album." So now, if this comes out and it flops, you're going to see the biggest or the quickest rush to music ever. Like you're gonna see, you're gonna see him starting to like call in favors and like. You're going to see Khaled singles. You're going to see Drake collabs, Nicki Minaj. Like everybody's going to be coming. Well, it's probably is going to flop and it's (laughs) probably, and it's because of the times have changed, man. You can't like, who's really making like, like from that era, who can really come back? Like Uh, Kanye, he's the only one and, and his sales have been diminishing, but they're still good. He's still not. I think he's, I think he was number one. Uh, when it came out so i just i I don't know like i think the stake for the sake of nostalgia and like for who he is or or is the game like wayne needs this to be hopefully all his sons come out for this album well that's what i mean mean? it's like there's so many people that have like the trippy reds yeah there's so many people that have been the offspring of like his music and it yeah if they're not necessarily in support of this or like don't think it's cool it'll be very telling of the times. You know what I mean? Like, if, if a younger rapper comes out, and, like, if Young Thug comes out and says, like, yo, this shit's whack, it's a rap for Eminem. 
And I mean, it's Thug a rapper Wayne's like, right. pretty much aged too. Like, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like the it in many respects, like Thug's become like a really good artist. Like his music's really dope. He, it seems like his time has passed. Um, Do you know what I mean? It seems like his artists now, like Gunna and 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 those kind of guys, Little Baby, are like the popping ones now that that took his lane. Yeah, they're coming there. Like they're really dope. Little baby, especially. I, I'm surprised. Like when I see like um, like concert footage, like the reaction that he's getting because he's his music's not his music's not hype music. It's just very well, um, very well like wrapped and like chill type of type of shit. Yeah. But, like people, I see people going crazy at his shows, like nuts. I mean, I yeah, the people come to your show, like it's those people are your fans. So yeah. Um, what do you think of this? This this story actually broke out this morning. Um, have you you've heard of Jacquees, right? Yeah. So Jacquees was actually forced to remove his remix of LMA's Trip. Um, from SoundCloud. So what happened was Jacquees put out um put out a remix of the Trip record, and it got so popular that LMA's label asked for a cease and desist. So wait, who's who's LMA? Is that a remember boot up? Oh, 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 oh! What's her name? Isn't her name Anime or something? No, no, LMA. LMA. Okay. Yeah. So she, uh, so she made boot up, and then she made what a next song called Trip. Yeah, Trip is actually her new single, and so then Jacquees remixed it. He just randomly remixed it. Yep. And put, he, and she, is she on it or no? She's on it. He oh, put, she's on it, but her, just her vocals from the old song are right. On. So she he goes to put out the record. It's getting like all this love and attention. Like blogs are reposting and stuff like that. Yeah, and because the thing with Trip is Trip is a dope record, but I guess because Boot Up's so big, and and I guess it, it usually happens with like with artists that have like a really big song that's like way bigger at the, than them at the time is that people remember the song, the title, but they don't necessarily remember the artist. Yeah, so they. So they put out the single after that, which is supposed to be Trip, which has been out for, I think, like a month, month and a half. And I think Jacquees put out his about a week or two ago, and it just kind of like blew up. Wow. So I didn't think, like I, I had a long discussion recently with like an artist and I was telling him like, man, you got to leave these like remixes alone. Like they don't do anything for you. Right. Yeah. So in then you just got case, proved wrong. Yeah, in this case, I think it was just interesting. Like, There's always exceptions, brother. I guess, I guess, but how bad is this for LMA? Because uh, it's, I mean, for her to have this leaked, like this information, leaked, exactly. I don't think it's too bad because a lot of people don't even know who she is. Like they just know booed up, just like you said, they don't know who she is. Um. This is really bad for for him. For what's his name? Jacques? 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 Some French <laughs> some French explorer. Jacques is probably the one of the best male R&B artists yeah, in like the I, last, I, like I remember three or four years. I remember I heard his album like I think the one he released maybe two albums ago and I yeah. was like, "Wow, how come this guy hasn't blown up?" And it feels like he's just flown under the radar ever since. And it's just like I, I get I, I'm pretty sure he has like an underground following and this just proves it. It's just sad he's gotta gotta cut this record, but it's not his. 
You know what I mean? You can't. I can't. I can't remake Terminator Two, and and my Terminator Two becomes better than the original, and be like, "Yep, that's cool. It's it can be out there. Like it's totally legal and fair." Uh, yeah, that's you know true. I, mean? I think for LMA's team, it's like they have to obviously like nip this in the bud, but it just it, it looks bad because it's like, like literally, just tell him like all he needs to do is literally just kind of make this similar beat, put the vocals on there. And just give her credit for whatever, if he took any melodies or any like lyrics from her, and that's it. Put the song out yourself. Yeah, yeah, you could do that, but I don't know. It was just, it was interesting because it's for the longest time, this is like, this hasn't happened like in the longest time. I think like three or maybe like five years back, like you, you could potentially see it, and it, it yeah, wasn't yeah. something that really made a lot of noise, but it, it's weird because I, I would think that there's no way a remix could get that popular where like the original artist would like have some type some type yeah. of like remember, remember everything moves in cycles right yeah so it's like hip hop started off as remix music people rapping over disco beats mm-hmm. and that was like such an innovative thing then that fell out of favor and then that came back in and then it fell out of favor and came back in. remember we I, we grew up in like the 50 era where 50 cent would rap over everyone's instrumental you know what I mean? And that was just like so innovative. Yeah. And then with then that fell out of favor, right? Like Drake dropped uh, dropped his mixtape with like all original beats and it was like, "Oh, you can make albums here." You know what I mean? And now maybe it's coming back. I don't know. I th- I just I yeah, I we'll see. We'll see. I think Jacquees is like one of the guys that like Jacquees. You want to see win? The only telling part of this whole situation too is like he's a cash money artist. So do you, I, there was a video there was um there was a show that came out like not too long ago it only had like one season i think it was called like rap moguls or something like that and it was <laughs> uh, it was based on it's based on birdman rap jermaine dupree and fuck somebody else i think it might have been dame dash if i'm not mistaken but there's a part where jacques <laughs> he's playing music for birdman and the record the record stops and it's a record that's already out i forgot the, the title of it but the the record's already out and birdman's sitting there and he's just like he's like we're going to make this number one and and he and they're just like okay cool like shaking their heads and he's like nah nah it's gonna be number one and lo and behold the song ended up becoming number one so i don't know if what song was this it was it was one of it was one of his songs, but it was number one on like the R and B charts. Okay, so that doesn't right? really count. Uh, yeah, I mean it's like segregated or categorized, right? Yeah, but it just it, I don't know. <laughs> Watching Birdman be so sure of himself made me tell like made me assume like yo this guy's doing some tricks behind the scenes. Like yeah, they, there's a lot of tricks that they do, or, or yeah. they buy copies, or they can buy placements like on Billboard. Yeah, or, or they do certain things where it's like they throw parties and they invite everybody in radio to like a party. Give them. I a think bunch now. I think now you can't really do that now with because it's all streamed. Yeah, like you can. Streaming now. and it's like third party sites. Now it's just you have to get in. You have to become friends with like the the curators, right? Like those are the type of people that you're yeah. trying to like get to and approach. So yeah, um, I guess what's next on the list here? Um. Well, I want to talk to you about artists copying others. What? <laughs> like, you, just you want to talk about hip hop? Yeah. 
<laughs> because like it just i just feel like ah it's just so weird like um have you heard of this artist young tory yeah he's from toronto yeah he, he has a dope song called uh, henny dance okay have you heard it um have you heard any of this guy's music i've i've heard of i've heard of his music yeah so it's like who who is he who is he a descendant of who who is he carving young tory yeah um okay you haven't heard any of his goddamn music i I don't know i just when i look at him i don't think of another artist immediately right Re- have you seen okay it's you know clearly, you know young tory is from saga right yeah okay so uh, what i have to love him because he's from no i'm just saying like i love okay i love every artist this is not a knock to young tory i love his music i like his music i did da- in one of my ig videos okay i danced mm-hmm. to his one of his songs all right but oh, it's just very telling what do you mean that's very telling <laughs> that is very, i have award-winning ig videos guys okay follow me on i just wanted to make i just wanted to make a sarcastic and comment. So he, it's clear he's very influenced by Young Young Thug. Yeah, that's that's exactly who I get. Like it's very similar, right? And it's just like ah, it just and I and I uh, there's just so many artists like that. And it, like with this younger generation, it almost seems like it's all right. Um, who did we talk about that? Uh, what was this that kid's name? Remember we got into beef with him on IG. Anders. Anders. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> so Anders, uh, he has a new song. Have you have you heard it? It's um. It's like a pop song. It's oh like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like dope. on radio. That's dope. It's yeah. by like some production company or yeah. like some production duo, right? And I heard the song come on the on the radio, and I was like, "Oh, this is a dope weekend song," right? And I'm like, "Okay, weekend's doing this pop stuff again, like the I can't feel my face." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I look, and I'm like, "Oh my god, for real, for real." It no, I don't like See, aren't you I, aren't you embarrassed like i'm embarrassed like speaking of being embarrassed get out of here but I, i'm embarrassed but it's just like oh my god like no one his management the producers like just shame on the producers because they're like this guy sounds like the weekend let's make him let's just do what the weekend already did he has um do you know what i mean he has a similar tone to the weekend but i don't think he's man that's a that's yeah, a, i don't think he's any i don't think he they're nah, the same man. artist and whatsoever. you know what and it's also not good that he's asian and he's and he's doing these knockoffs you know what i mean because now because this is not good for chinese stereotypes all right have you seen these fake yeezys now my and and all these fake nike airs holy bro they're exact same now why do you they're exactly the same and it's just like wow i don't know what's real and what's fake anymore but here's the thing i think the it just aren't you embarrassed no i think in any situation i'm embarrassed for them i think in any situation when like you have imitation to a, a certain extent yeah what it what it shows me is that is two things it's like usually when there's somebody like imitating um a particular artist for a particular athlete whatever it is right that they how do you imitate another athlete well ask kobe bryant oh okay you know what i mean like if you look there's videos and a lot of people don't know this but like if you look at there's certain videos out there on ask kobe on youtube yeah Yeah, i got them on on speed dial on youtube where they're literally side by side of like kobe and michael jordan yeah yeah and he does the exact same moves like like literally carbon copy right yeah but i think when you get in a situation when you're when when you're like that Two, th- two things happen it's either you're gonna you're going to come up to the standard of the artist that you're trying to imitate right yeah 
or not even come up to you're either going to like present yourself and people are automatically going to associate with you with like being like the the child of like a bigger artist or you're going to surmount that other artist right i think in 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 both respects in young tories or even anders or even like anybody's like um new career into like music it's going to take a certain amount of time before we really sit back and say oh you're different like you're a different type of artist for both of those artists i think what we have to applaud them too is that they're both standalone artists and both have reputable names attached to them right i think the no i don't agree that's why i'm arguing with you really like what do you what do you oh because like look 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 at a guy like anders right yeah anders is one album deep and a single no he's i think he's come out with like two 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 albums now i'm I'm not so familiar with his discography because that just put me off and then young tory i think he's probably like a few mixtapes deep he's on the toronto stimulus package you were telling me about later earlier um but yeah oh yeah i think very much so it's like he's all over six buzz i just feel like it's just like but i I think that's because a lot of people don't know this is that young tory's manager has an affiliation to six buzz okay are you just are you like just dropping these like bombs out here no it's it's if you if you have an instagram account and you can like see who who follows who and like yeah what they're talking about it's like you can see exactly what's happening i'm not talking about all the all the shenanigans okay i'm just talking about ah just the, the the imitation the imitators you know what i mean don't you feel embarrassed as an artist that your whole style is based off another artist style and you sound like that that artist you know what i mean you're literally modulating your voice to sound like that other artist but i don't think that see that's what happens though it's like we don't we never hear about the artists that are trying to imitate other artists yeah because people i think people because they develop they they those ones either develop and grow and then they become big exactly with these ones they're becoming big they're becoming too big too quickly okay look so like right like the weekend he blew up totally originally right right but then if there was like songs from back in the day where he was like trying to be like i don't know like some pop singer or some shit you know he was trying to be like jason derulo or that, the weekend's biggest criticism was that he was um he was a michael jackson impersonator that's what they called him was like when he first came the, out yeah and yeah maybe or like the dream maybe i don't know yeah it's like to me I was like, okay, cool, but you make totally drastically different music. Like, it's not, yeah, you can. But make also, that those artists are completely like, like removed by like decades. Exactly. Okay, fine. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's very like, it's very cringy when the artists are still very relevant. Like, The Weeknd is still very relevant. But we could take it. We right could now. take it back to like Young Thug and Little Wayne. It's like Young Thug came at a time and was doing things with melody that Wayne hadn't done yet do you know what i mean or maybe he was never supposed to do but he came in sounding exactly like little wayne yeah in terms of like flow and style and then what we realized is like in in years after was that he was his own type of artist yeah right i think it's just way too early right now 
Like, okay, so... Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, I think it's just way too early. Like, there's a bunch of artists... I will concede that point. It's way too early, and it's because that they're 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 known so quickly. Yeah. I like, think look, that's a problem. They should have incubated longer. We did we did Royalty Radio together, right? Yeah. So, do you remember... We kind of talked about this last week, but do you remember when... Um, I have no recollection of Royalty Radio. 808 and Heartbreaks came out? Yes. When eight, okay, so when 808 and Heartbreaks came out, it was interesting to see like how people reacted because it went from hip hop to yo, now I can get more introspective and like even try to sing on records. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The record or the the music that came out after that was very um was very telling of what people were chasing in Toronto. Cause I found I found after eight oh eight and Heartbreaks came out for that year after that People were releasing music almost in that same vein. Yeah. Thinking that that was going to be the new trend that people were going to catch on to. Yeah. And whatever. Right. And then that happened maybe for one, like one project cycle. And then everybody was back to like what everybody else was doing after that. Right. Yeah. It's like an artist can have like that type of impact. But I think it's just telling of the artist that is watching them is like, are they going to like last throughout this time? Or like, are they really going to be, um, the like basically like the betting horse that a label is going to put money on you know what i mean like i don't think we're we're that far yet like i think in in toronto what's happening right now is that everybody's trying to everybody's really trying to cultivate like this like rapper singing type sound yeah that is um that is very much like southern southern influenced right yeah the problem is is that I think what what people are scared about is that they don't want to get back into like rap rap real rapping. The problem you know what is I mean? the, the the problem is this. If you are a young thug imitator, this is this is what your problem is. And you're from Toronto. This is what your problem is right here. This is this is this is exactly what your problem is right now. Can you make songs like like a young thug imitator? Gunna. Who's actually signed by Young Thug. Do you understand what you're competing against, my friends? You know what I mean? Yeah, Gunna's sick, man. This song is absolutely this song is actually better than any young thug song. So it <laughs> it kind of proves your your point. It goes to your point by like your your imitators actually get doing better than you. Yeah, like Do you know I think, what I mean? I think it happens. It's just that you have to be very much on your game, right? It's like the like I I don't know, like how much Toronto music do you listen to right now? A fair amount, but not I'll listen to it, but not like casually. It's more like from a scientific pro- approach. I okay. have to listen to it. You know so, what I mean? So like, I, I, I download like the what is it? Northern Bars uh, playlist, yeah. like on Spotify. Yeah, and listen to that, and it's, and it's crazy because I know half of the music that should be on there isn't on there, but the stuff that's on there is very, um, it almost sounds like an album. 
So like, a lot, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's it's a sing songy rap. Yeah, stuff. it's okay. it's all that, and then yeah. there in throughout that there are a couple artists that like stick out, and you're like, oh okay, I get it. Like you're really dope. You should be on this playlist. And then there's a lot of stuff that's on there that's just like, oh, this sounds commercial. Or it what's should be in. on here? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think maybe for any artist and like that that's listening right now is like that's really how you make your mark. Like if you if you sound different than what's what that than everything that's like on the same plane as you or like anything that you're competing against, it automatically drives attention. That's the that's what I'm trying to say, but it's like it doesn't seem like that's the truth because these artists who sound like other artists are getting popping. Oh, but there's also, yeah, there's also a whole strategy towards it too, right? Like you do have to have money to invest into making sure that you're being seen on, on those same platforms. Yeah. And then there also has to be, um, there also has to be like, because that is your short-term plan there also has to be like a long-term plan like you you have to have like a six month to a year plan as to like what you're trying to like what you're trying to do you know what i mean because i think a lot what happens a lot of the times is like people are creating music and they're like okay dope like i have a project and then i'm gonna go put out this project the project's gonna have like a single couple videos to follow and then that's it like that's promo run like yeah they're not let me ask you another question do you want to hear real raps again i think if they're good yeah yeah i want to hear pretty much like i think yeah i think (laughs) because it's like do you really want one of these guys to start really rapping because a lot of them were real rappers quote unquote at one time and then they were like oh i could sing and I think that's beautiful that once the you find out you can sing, you're like, oh, I'm going to sing instead, or it's okay to sing now. Yeah. Because it wasn't cool to be a singer back in the day. You know what I mean? Like I seen, uh, what's that dude? He signed to OVO. Oh man, what's it? Plaza? No, no, no. The other, the, the uh, another dude. Uh, Magic Jordan? No, no, no. He was a rapper back in the day. And uh, there was like, there's like footage of him rapping beside train tracks. It's like, it's very real rap shit and uh ovo brian no 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 he's like really signed to ovo like he really he's really signed. like he's he actually releases <laughs> songs and albums and shit he's not like you know roy woods roy woods that's okay. it roy woods so I, I i'm sure you've seen the footage of him from when he first started and he was yeah. like really rapping and then yeah. he he got onto this sing song toronto wave and uh i find that beautiful i find that like oh that's that's nice I think I think it probably gives him a different vantage point too, because then he knows like he knows how to like create different type of flows and stuff like that. Yeah, on records, right. But I think a lot of these artists started off that way, especially in Toronto. Oh, everybody was like a hardcore rapper. Yeah, like <laughs> that was our that was our sound. Like for, you were, like, so you went long. from like battle rapper to like mumble rapper. Mm-hmm. That's like the progression of like every Toronto artist right now. I just think what's and what I can tell like on on just watching like some of these platforms like six buzz and like toronto rappers and stuff is that people okay it's cool to have a a record that sounds great and like people know it and it's sing song stuff but what always trumps everything in toronto is uh authenticity so if people know that you're coming from the streets and like people know that like there's some type of credibility to you you automatically have their attention you are you automatically at least 
have their like wherewithal to be like, oh, this guy's different. He's a little bit more authentic. It's like, what do you I, mean? Like, are you, but you're like rapping. You're not auto tuning it. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, have you seen, have you seen, um, Biz Loke? No, but the name sounds familiar. Okay. So Biz Loke is a guy that you'll see like on, on Toronto rappers and, and on Six Buzz, right? Yeah. And he is, I don't know where he's from, but he he calls himself like the Ur God. He has oh yeah 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 Bizlock oh yeah yeah okay yeah 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 is he's one like of the, shouting yeah he's one of the most like animated people yeah, that I know yeah but I can tell obviously there's some type of credibility to him I <laughs> like I look at looking at the guy I can tell that there's some type of credibility yeah he's like him. screaming and stuff like that yeah he, it's very much like it reminds me of like I don't know uh, a certain like a state the state property era exactly and he raps yeah so like. It's crazy because when I, as soon as I saw Biz Low come back, come onto the scene. Yeah, so it'll be, yeah, <laughs> so for a guy like that, it's interesting to see how he will make a catchy song or make a hard song. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, so. But he has 6ix9ine. That's like already the blueprint exactly so like even looking at a guy like that it's just like i i look at him and i'm like okay i can whatever he's rapping about i can believe it right and for a lot of people that is very much like the telling point of like okay whether i'm going to be a fan or whether i'm not the problem is is like especially because we're older right Mm -hmm. it's like i can look at that and say yo that's authentic now with a lot of these younger kids yeah it's like they have the look they have the sound but I don't know if it's real or not. So for me, my engagement is kind of like a little hesitant because I'm like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because if you were making, if you were making, if you were making like real dope, authentic music, I think you would see a lot more people coming to, coming to a point where they're like, they're either praising you or giving you that, that certain amount of acknowledgement. Right. Yeah. With a lot of these younger kids, you're hearing them say certain things in records. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true. Cause like, I know I like I know the area that you're out of, and I've never heard your name mentioned before. <sighs> you know what I mean? Like just little shit like that. Like that, and that's not to say to say who's doing it or who's not doing it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like it's just. But I I think how real I, I, is it? I think now most people just judge the music based off the music, like if it's catchy and cool, and and. I don't want to say innovative because everything sounds the same, but if it's mm-hmm. catchy and, and pleasing to the ear, then then the song could ride. Exactly. So it's kind of hard for people that are doing like straight raps to to make it. You know what I mean? It's hard, but I think it, it it's in, worth it. In any if climate, you do make it, yeah, it's like in any climate when you're doing something that's totally different than everybody else, you can. Like yo, case in point, look at Thoroughbred. Actually, you know what? We're going to have FaZe on the show like in the near future. But like, look at Thoroughbred. Thoroughbred, when he came out, he just came out and he was rapping. Yeah. Like, rapping. He adopted a little bit of singing, but his bread and butter is, is rapping. Right? Hard, hard raps. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, to me, when when I didn't know if that was going to work, to be honest with you, right? Even though as good as a rapper as he is, it's like, I don't know if people are going to gravitate to it, towards it. But if you look at like his project and like his recent release and like just what's been coming out of that, like, yo, people, people fuck with it. And I think people really, really wanted 
that type of sound to come back out of Toronto again too. Yeah, right? yeah. There's another uh rapper, he's a brown dude I saw seen. His name's AR. Have you seen this guy? Oh, AR Paisley. Yeah. AR Paisley. Dope too. And he's like really rapping. And I was like, all right, all right. So people respect that. And 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 also I see a, a common like complaint on Six Buzz when when he always posts these random auto-tune rappers is like yo you posting the same song over and over again yeah you know what i mean (laughs) yo i saw that this week they posted something about um and not the same song but the artist sounds so much the same as as the as the previous artist he just posted just like you said it sounds like an album yeah oh my god like the playlist sounds like an album bro they posted something about um they posted something saying like toronto rapper starter pack or something like that yeah and someone Who's this? Some 16 years old. So this is like off six buzz. So it sounds great. Oh, it sounds, yeah, it sounds dope. It sounds but great, it's like, but it's like, we've literally heard this. You could play that song with 10 other different gonna, songs. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you who the artist was. Yeah. It's like, all you know kind of I mean? like all based off uh, Travis Scott stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of funny to do this. I don't even have to ask who the artist is. I'm just like, uh. It's just auto tune tra- or trap raps. Let's see. I'm literally just picking on random stuff here. So. Okay, okay this guy's like kind of yeah, rapping. Different. Okay, that's kind of. There's just random shit on here, man. I don't know. We're doing like a six buzz review right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's um, what it is. But you know what it is. You know what you know. What I, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think it's just. I think everybody knows what we're talking about. Is it's it's the frustrating part about like the music game, I guess, right? Yeah, it's a replicas, but eh, replicas is they're so they're good sometimes. Sometimes, yo, they're sometimes good. they're good. These replicas is getting good. Trying to get these fake Yeezys is what I'm trying to do. Yo, these fake Yeezys <laughs> are ridiculous now, man. So ridiculous. They're- I don't, I've never seen fake Yeezys here. I haven't personally, but yeah. then I don't know if people are wearing them or whatever. And I don't, to be honest with you, I don't even know how to tell. Um, oh, no, there's like whole sites and um, everything about them. But now they're saying that the, I don't even want it. Why am I even shouting this shit out? But now there's there's they're saying the two the 2018 fake yeezys are authentic like authentic basically like there's no difference between them now because they came out like two years ago right so these bootleggers in china they've had the time to like study it um they've had enough complaints from people who bought them and they they've they just keep they just keep coming coming up man so where do i get these Yeezys from i'm not i'm not going to say online where you get them from (laughs) okay okay we'll talk off Okay. I, I need that, and I also need like a a cheap jersey store. That's a, that's another thing I need. Oh, don't worry, man. Oh, you got me. Okay, okay. I'm uh, come on, man. I'm Asian. That's what I'm saying. This is not good for Asian stereotypes. What Anders is doing, <laughs> right? Oh man. 
Um, yeah, man. So I guess maybe the last thing we can talk about is um, Cat Williams and Kevin Hart. Yeah. That or I don't know. Where yeah. do you want to take I it? I guess to? that's the last thing. Yeah, because we're almost done. Now. We're done today. And uh, uh, I just feel like the thing that kind of bothers me about Kevin Hart is that he's so he's so like maybe we can actually set it up properly so yeah um kevin hart kevin hart and tiffany haddish were on the breakfast club this week yeah um basically promoting their new video i mean new movie um and kevin hart really took over the majority of the interview to blast kevin or or cat williams yeah uh, on his interview and like the the comments that he made about tiffany haddish just basically saying like she wasn't um she wasn't worth like the clout that she was getting for for all the the movies, stand ups, and stuff that she was doing. She that she really didn't deserve all the praise. So then he basically throughout the whole interview just hammers the fact that like yo, Cat Williams, other than looking out for himself, hasn't really contributed to comedy, and really hasn't put on other people. Is, is this true? Is Cat mm. is no, that's not true. Because saying that Cat Williams' like whole pimp persona is actually based off of a character that he did in, in an earlier movie. Yeah, I think so. He never, never really was a pimp. No, I thought he was a pimp the whole time. No, man. he never was a pimp. I seen a video where how he explained how he came up, and um, it was like it was really random. It was like he he was uh i don't know i don't want to say his whole backstory here but it was just it was just like this is what he said okay Okay. he said he went to a he was with some girl and they went on a date and they went they went to some show it was like a comedy show and oh shit i don't know how am i am i messing this up am i confusing it no no okay this is what he did yeah he's trying to get into a club and he noticed that the people who said they were comedians were getting were going into this other line and they were getting like VIP and getting in the club, and so he went in that line because he didn't want to wait in like the the normal line, right? And so he thought like, okay, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm a comedian. And then he got in, he got in the club, and then so he thought it'd just be that, like he would just get in. But when he got in, the person putting on the show was like, all right, you're up, you're up next, right? And he was like, mm-hmm. what? He's like, I'm up next. What? What do you mean I'm up next? And he's like, he's like, okay, what? Are, he's like, okay, he watched the comedian perform. He's like, okay, you just go up and you tell jokes. So he went up, he told he told a story that he always tells, and then uh he he won some money. Am I getting this I think I might be getting this this story confused with Steve Harvey. Because this was <laughs> similar to Steve Harvey's come up. Okay. Uh but he did a similar thing. So he went up and then they gave him they gave him some money because they were like, yo, you won. And he's like, What? He, and, and so I guess he won, like they were having a competition and he won. And then he said he didn't go, he didn't do comedy for like seven years. He went back, he did it again, and then he won again. And then um, the 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 prize for winning was like you get to go on tour with these four dope comedians, the, these four white guys. And that's how Kevin, I mean, Cat Williams got his start in comedy. He was touring with these white dudes. So he said he learned about white comedy way before he learned about like doing black rooms. And, oh, okay. and so it was and it was like for for like pretty famous comedians like it was like kind of crazy so he, he okay so, so he's Ke- been a comedian for time like this whole pimp thing i don't know where this came out of 
What's crazy is, is I think we had talked about it on, on Northern Smoke a couple couple weeks ago, is that Kevin Hart never really likes to give any type of... Um, he never likes to like boost about himself, right? And in this interview, he really just talked about like all the things that he had set up like ever since getting on, right? Yeah. And from like his company, like Harpy Productions, to um, putting on like different talent and stuff. It was interesting because I'd never really like sat back and said like, wow, like this guy's very dedicated and focused on like building an empire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be clear like with his like his workout regimen, just his whole mindset. That's why it was weird when he got caught cheating because it was like that's so out of his character. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What do you. So one of the the biggest thing that I that I felt through the interview was that he was he was like, yo, I get into a position and he's like, I look out for other people. He's like, I've done it for like Tiffany Haddish, to, um, I think he was talking not not The Rock, um, oh Little Rel, Little Rel, yeah, um, that he's always been like this, like giving to like help other people and like get him onto like different scales, right? Yeah, and, and in comparison to Cat Williams, I don't think Cat Williams ever did that the thing is is like cat williams does it but because cat williams is on like a lower level he he's doing it at his level he's put that's what his whole like basis for his argument was against um kevin hart and tiffany haddish was that there's so many more female comedians black women comedians that are funnier than tiffany haddish and and he mentioned all the ones he had put on and that worked with him and 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 open for him at his shows and so he was kind of like that rant that he went on was kind of like from a selfish perspective, right? It's like, say some radio dude gets put on, right? right? And I'm like, yo, what about Paco? Say I'm already on and popping, and I'm like, yo, what about Paco? He's been doing this radio for time. Mm-hmm. Like, why the fuck is, like, uh, Molson's, like, getting put on right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? He yeah. just came out with his podcast, right? And just because I know you. Do you know what I mean? So that's that's where I see why his why Cat's uh, argument came out came about. I j- I just think you know what I mean. I think it's it's jealousy, man. Because I think with Tiffany, she's very much like the full package. Like she's funny, she's well, charismatic, I, I and mean, she yeah. looks great, right? So yeah. for her, like obviously, no, Cat's not jealous of of like Cat is funny. Like everyone knows, like no one says Kevin Hart is funnier than Cat Williams. Like no anyone who says that, I'm not cool with that person um do you know what i'm saying you saw kevin cat uh, williams's last special right? yeah I, I didn't think it was good at all it's the see the thing is is his jokes but what about Ke- what about kevin hart's last special what about the special after that are they funny no he's just telling like stories about his family there's no like there's nothing witty or, or clever about what he's doing i think the, the and then thing he's, that the, he's the butt of the joke i'm short i'm short i'm short like yeah I think the he I just think, plays like a feminine dude. I think what killed Kevin Hart's last special is that he did it in a stadium. Yeah, and yeah, that's first of all ridiculous. Yeah, like to be, I to don't end up in a stadium <laughs> is the most ridiculous thing you could ever do. Yeah, it's just like you're just doing it for the sake of saying. Like it's again, almost like a one man play. It's like a one man show. Yeah, it's like I didn't I didn't right? get that at all. So but. the thing with Cat is his jokes are not that great, like smart or anything, but his delivery. And energy is insane. Oh yeah, I think his, I mean? his older specials were amazing. Yeah, like, you could tell like he was very, um, 
and and also i see was some very footage. on trend for the time i seen some footage just when he roasts people it's hilarious man i seen some footage on youtube of of like how he, when he was working on this special yeah and he's just roasting this dude in the audience man he's like yo i'm gonna fuck your girl right now like let her know what a real one looks like you know what i mean and it's just like what <laughs> he like completely destroys something he's like he's really good at roasting people so that's that's what gets people like excited about uh cat so yeah. but yeah but man every there's there's different comedians for different different audiences man so i just think cats like lost a step in his comedy yeah what well what kevin was right about was like you you had your shot and you blew it because you gave it up to drugs mm-hmm. right and that's true like that's fair to say like because the thing is with kevin his material is a lot more safer you know what i mean it appeals to a wide audience it's not like Chappelle's that's so political or, or so racial, right? And it's not um, it's not like Chris Rock, which is also so racial and sexual, right? Kevin Hart's material is very safe. It's PG-13. It's for broad audiences. It's for white people to like, you know, they'll feel, they, they're not going to feel too taken back by it, right? He's not talking mm. about politics or race, right? Like other comedians are. That was one thing I thought they so, were going to get in trouble for in the interview was just kind of like, almost like demonizing like cat williams for like being um being like a drug user yeah i thought they were going to get in shit for that i thought people were going to look at him like no no because that's the truth of what happened he it is yeah and it's not only his drug use but his also his personality type is like he's not going to get along with everyone right it's like it's like the same thing with joe budden right like joe budden never made it as a as a rapper because he he didn't get along with everyone right he didn't he didn't he wasn't like a drake that could just get along with people and was like you know a nice guy right but then that strength turned into being an amazing podcaster because he's able to speak his mind right and and maybe that's the same thing now like cat williams story's not done right it's like like cosby we're going full circle today okay <laughs> it's like it's like cosby right his story was that now he's a, a violent sexual demon and his story's done because he's too old to kind of like come back Right. with cat williams like he just won an emmy for his portrayal of uh some dude on uh, atlanta right i forget what it was uh, some i think was he donald's like uncle or something he was something like that and like he, his story is not done and he he he's probably off drugs now I, i'm i don't know if he's still on drugs i hope man i i think he he, he went through like a bad bad like um like couple weeks yeah in the past and i think it all ended when he got beat up by that kid yeah, yeah. that was funny though man that was funny <laughs> that was hilarious that that was literally like the lowest point in his yeah. career man like when he got beat up by a 12 year old yeah and it's and they serve two different audiences man kevin hart serves a completely different audience than than cat williams maybe there's a little overlap but i don't think they're the same man you know what i mean kevin hart he's going in the vein of like a steve harvey you know what I mean? Just someone that's yeah, like safe yeah. um, for church going people. You know what I mean? Nothing too edgy, nothing too crazy, right? So it's totally random. But have you ever? I don't know if you've ever. Um, have you? If you've ever heard of this? But like, I've seen in a bunch of interviews where like Charlemagne said it. I think Kevin Hart said it. Jermaine Dupri said it. That they that they go out with like Steve Harvey and like they have these conversations and they're like. They're like, yo, Steve Harvey gets it. And and it's crazy because everybody says the same thing. And they're like, yo, this guy has a plan. Like, he understands, like, how 
like his life is going to like unravel and they're like him having like a talk show and like doing family feud and all that type of stuff is just only one phase of his plan and then they're like yo he's gonna get into like the next phase and then ultimately like where he's gonna end up is like what we all want but they never say like no what no he's i've heard after. i've heard the opposite of that that he's kind of like boxed in and he can't say um the jokes that he wants to say um really yeah because it's like he has too much to lose he has like seven tv shows he has a radio radio show uh he just he can't say the wrong thing because it's like remember he said something about like not uh, about asian guys he was trying to diss asian guys no trying to say like he on his on his tv show he was like uh, some lady came on with a book about like how to date asian men some black girl or something like that and he was like easter eh? was it i don't know well she got recently in trouble for that and and no but she it was like it was like really positive and pro asian men yeah yeah. and he was like asian men like he was kind of like what so he was kind of falling (laughs) back into that stereotype of asian men being like feminine and not as masculine and stuff like that and uh he got in trouble for that and i guess that also showed him like yo like you can't really like speak your mind at the level that you're at right now right right so i don't know what it is it is what it is all right guys it's been an amazing podcast another one for the books episode number 44 this is where i go into my like audiobook narration voice (laughs) but yeah guys thank you so much for listening uh do remember this show is sponsored by adgmastering.com for all your mixing and mastering rappers hit up the site right now all right you can get ten dollars off with the promo code 2018 is mine go check them out step your shit up guys we'll see you next week for episode number 45 peace later wrong button